Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash. Thank you guys for tuning in for another episode. And and I'm being joined by Alice and Janelle. Hello. Hello. So I want to know, did anybody grab any of those awesome BTS tickets? Those $300 nosebleed seats? Chicago goes on sale tomorrow. Oh, Yeah, that's what I hear. I honestly didn't even know. Like, I, I intended on at least trying to get, like, just kind of the low-level seats at um, Prudential in Jersey. But mm-hmm. I honestly forgot about it. And it was at, like, 10 a.m. on a Saturday. And I was already out and about doing something else. So I wouldn't have been able to get them if I tried. I heard those tickets went, like, sold out. In, in like, point two seconds. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just crazy. Like hour. It's crazy. no one. Yeah. And, and they added actually a fourth LA show on top of that um, to like accommodate for the demand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. I, I heard they're like avidly like adding shows now because there's so many people, and obviously the ticket scalpers are going crazy. Like you can find tickets for like crazy prices now. Mm. So, no, thank you. <laughs> Don't support scalpers, people. It's not worth it. It's not. Honestly. And it's so annoying because, like, you know, I feel like there has to be those people who with, like, because, like, I don't know, I feel like K-pop obviously is, like, gaining in popularity in the U.S. And, like, I think that whoever is in the business of, like, scalping tickets and stuff like that, like, honestly, I think they must be using bots or something like that. Because I remember when I tried getting GOT7 tickets, and I got a couple, so I'm fine. But um, uh, it was, like, really hard to get, like, P1 tickets. I don't know. So I just... It's like I know a couple. I know one girl. She uh, had like four people trying to get tickets for her, and then she ended up with like the second to last level ticket. I don't know. It just seems kind of ridiculous because I don't feel like it used to be that hard with God Seven tickets. So I can only imagine how awful the whole BTS ticket purchasing experience was. And wasn't like people weren't there people doing that with the red velvet like tickets as well? I feel like there were scalpers and stuff trying to like push up the price of those as well. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And uh, Red Velvet also had their fan meeting here in the US and um, there's some videos online for those of you that are interested. Wendy and Solgi did a a couple of um, freestyle dances. Um, You can watch those and determine for yourself. Uh, but by all accounts, it went pretty well. Um, Joy wasn't there, I believe. Was it Joy? That had- yeah, she's filming her K-drama. Yeah. So she was not there, but the other four were. And apparently it went pretty well. So, yeah. K-pop taking over the U.S. Well, not taking over, but they're, they're um, making a good little, you know, niche for themselves here. So... Good for them. Um, Let's go on to K-pop news. A second generation K-pop star that I was happy to see her name in the news for something not completely tearing her apart for once. Park Bomb from 2 and 1 came back in the news after 
it was reported that the show PD Notebook was going to talk about her drug controversy. And um, Park Bomb then replied with, well, I'm going to give an interview to Sports Kyung Kyung and give my own side of the story, which I'm really glad that she did. So she basically gave an interview, said, you know, I was not taking drugs and explained that she has been diagnosed with ADHD. She's had it since she was a child. She is, the medication was basically for that. She was taking Adderall for it, had it prescribed in the U.S. She admits that she probably should not have smuggled it in the way that she had. (laughs) You know, she does take responsibility for that, but she does mention, interestingly, that ADHD is an illness that is not well known in Korea. She actually mentioned that Edison had this illness, um, which quite a few people, I think, in America, you know, in the Western world know, but in Korea that might not be well known. Um, and so she, you know, says in the United States, it's a common medication used for the treatment of the illness. It's something that happened partially due to my ignorance during the process of bringing it in, but it's frustrating that people say that this medication is 100% amphetamines, cause, calling it drugs, but isn't it something I can't not take to treat my illness? So, you know, I, one thing I will say is I'm glad that she finally came out and talked about it. Um, you know, it was really uncomfortable for a while to just see people kind of just beating down on her and calling her names and wanting her to go to jail and just, you know, all the ugly things that was said about her for a while. And she just kind of, you know, and I don't blame her for retreating and just kind of, but it was worrying, you know, because we didn't hear from her for a while. Um, so it seems like a good sign that she finally kind of came out and was like, I'm going to say something about this and, you know, give my side of the story and explain what the drugs were for. And, you know, that I'm not going to be shamed for taking something to treat a legitimate illness. I didn't watch the interview, but I did read the interview. And um, to me, it's just like, I'm glad that she's going, coming out and like speaking her truth and obviously telling her side of the story. And in addition to trying to her at her best, like normalize um, or at least like kind of give more of an informative view of like her situation. And, you know, the fact that she was taking medicine for ADHD, which is like an actual um, like, you know, affliction. Mm -hmm. But um, I just like, I kind of just wish that I feel like it's almost like a too late in a way, you know, I feel like, I don't know what what the feelings are in Korea. um, But for like, in my perspective, that whole scandal happened so long ago. And I feel like, she's kind of been like out of the news for so long. And like, I know in the interview, she kind of explained like how she still wants to like be in music and like mm-hmm. make money to like help out her family and stuff like that. And I just like, don't, I mean, as sad as it is, like, obviously like I want her to do well. Cause I feel like YG like by kind of like not, I know she didn't get any criminal charges and some people have thoughts about that, but the fact that like, she didn't really have a career after that, like, I don't know. I I just feel like the, it's like... You don't think it's possible really, for her to come back? Yeah, I don't really career. see anything. For, I mean, because, like, people, first of all, A, people already have... Like, people in Korea already have, like, such a negative view about drugs in general and whether she was taking it for 
a like an actual legitimate concern or not. I don't think people care. And then B, um, I just feel like it's just been too long for her to actually have any type of revival here as much as, you know, I think that she does deserve it. Yeah. What about you, Janelle? I just feel so bad. Like, what she did, like, how she did it, I don't agree with that at all. I mean, in this day and age, it's very easy to go on websites, especially since she could speak English and Korean, and look and say, what am I allowed to bring in? Now, you're allowed to bring these kinds of things into the country if you're bringing it in, like, on your person, and you're like, I have a prescription for this, and if it's under a certain amount. But the fact that she mailed it and tried to claim that it was gummies and like customs is not stupid like yeah right they've seen it all now you could argue like okay she felt she had to do that because of the stigma and all that and yeah that sucks balls it's it's really sucks but you know there's ways you can get that kind of thing like, I don't know. It just, it sucks all around. I mean, overall, I just it's feel bad. bad. Situation. Yeah. yeah. She deserves yeah. better. Yeah. Well, I, I, for me, I guess the main thing is because for a while people were, you know, Bomb had made a few videos where she, you know, was talking to her fans and people were a little concerned about her mental health. And it seems like um with this new interview that she's at least doing better she was talking about her parents were watching the um the pd report the one that she wasn't involved in with her so it seems like she has support from her parents so it looks like she does at least have uh, you know a strong support system and that she's doing somewhat well so that's good to hear but it is it is sad to to hear, you know, in America, it's so different because I mean, people ADHD. What people make jokes about it. It's it's yeah, such but also a, like the drug um, culture here is like completely different. Like yeah. you can get caught for like pot or cocaine, and like it doesn't mean that's a career ender unless you're like 13 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So like for somebody to get like be you know, I mean Adam Levine like literally does PSAs about having adult ADHD and stuff like that. So it's just like so different here. And I definitely agree that like, you know, in the country that you're in, you should be obeying the laws that they have. Um, But it just sucks that with her situation, she like couldn't come back from it. But maybe, I mean, it seems like she's also trying to educate people to an extent. So maybe that will help in some little small way. You know, Mm -hmm. she seemed like she really wanted people to understand the fact that, you know, I have a condition and this is what it's for. So, you know, I I give, you know, props to Park Bomb for coming out after all this time and doing that. So, all right. Um, Next on our list is Park Bomb, not Park Bomb, (laughs) Um, is about our favorite uh, twice (laughs) uh, impresario, JYP. He has been caught up in a very, very messy situation. Um, He has not had the best week. Uh, Dispatch decided that they weren't done ruining lives yet and 
decided to release a report this past week about JYP and showing evidence that he was involved with this, uh, was allegedly seen as a cult called the Salvation Sect. This Salvation Sect is very controversial because number one, it's described as a cult and it has also allegedly been connected to um, the Sewol Ferry tragedy. Dispatch basically claims that JYP has set up a meeting to recruit for the Salvation Sect. And the leader of the group was there, and the meeting was supported by companies connected to the leader. And they also claimed that JYP's wife, um, who JYP admitted back in 2014, was related to a company connected to the Salvation Sect, helped to organize and manage meetings for the group. Now, there's a second part to this that I will get to because uh, JYP and the Salvation Sect both responded to dispatches um, report. However, there was, I think there's video and there is actual report from the meeting um, that JYP had, which was kind of weird enough. So JYP had this uh, meeting and it was basically a general religious meeting. And the issue was that the things that he was talking about were very similar to the things that Salvation Sect believes in, such as their view of uh, Jewish people. So JYP was making comments um, such as he was explaining that God chose the Jews because they were the smallest population. There's a... the the. The similarities between with JYP and the Salvation Sect, there's a huge, uh, huge focus on Jewish people and how God favors the Jews and the Jews are basically the chosen people and their language is the same. So one thing that Dispatch did was they kind of compared uh, things that JYP said and uh, one of the leaders of Salvation Sect said. So, for example, uh, this was translated by Korea Boo. Um, uh, this guy, Kwon Shinchan, uh, that is, uh, I guess, kind of a leader in Salvation Sect, he said, if you say 100 years ago people were flying around, they would have called you crazy bullshit. In the Bible, Jews fly on a plane. They all flew back to their land in a plane. Israel's people all returned on the plane. <laughs> then we have what Park Jin Young said. He said the Wright brothers built a plane a hundred years ago. When Israel became independent, Jews flew back on the plane. When he showed that moment to Isaiah, he didn't know what a plane was. So that's why he described it as flying like pigeons. So this is from his personal meeting in Yoksum. Um and so this is so this was kind of one of their bases is saying you know okay they have these connections and the things that he were saying that he was saying are very close to the beliefs of the salvation sect well jyp went on instagram and he made a response saying that he's not involved uh he said he paid money to rent a space and teach a bible study himself and 100 people came, 
And a few of them were from the Salvation Sect because they wanted to hear his lecture, but it was not a Salvation Sect meeting or that he did not, it was not being promoted as such and he did not see it as such. And JYP posted the testimonial that he gave on Twitter. If you are interested in the interpretation of his testimonial, I don't know. Some people are really into this whole thing. Uh, the blogger Asian Junkie did a whole translation of it. Um, you can find it on his blog. Um, I just wanted to say it because this guy went to the trouble of translating the whole thing. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, it's there. Um, so what basically came about from this is that if you guys remember after the Wonder Girls had their whole foray into America and it basically did not turn out the way we thought that he thought it would, um, you remember JYP went and did kind of a sabbatical in Israel in 2010. And that is apparently where he found religion. Hmm. Um, um, although we're not sure what kind of religion that is. Uh, as far as the Salvation Sect, they have come forward and said that he is not a member. And May 2nd, a source from the cult said that Park Jin Young is not a believer of our religion. The meeting conventioned in the reports has nothing to do with us. They say his wife... Uh, they saw her once or twice a year after she got married, but they don't know the specifics. So they're saying that he's not involved. However, Dispatch is saying, nah, we got the goods. What we're saying is true. Um, and they're doubling down on their reports. And they are basically, they're, they're not letting go of it so jyp responded again on instagram and he says that he's going to hold a meeting with reporters in september and he's going to explain the truth in more detail he says that dispatch is mistaken about the meeting that he had recently um he said it's a meeting that he normally holds twice a week it's a bible study that has no relation to the salvation sect and that being portrayed as a member of the Salvation Sect is not true at all. And he writes a crap load more. Uh, there's translations of it online. Again, if you want to read the entire thing, but it's basically talking about his innocence and how he will be holding his, um, his um you know little meeting in september where he's going to i guess air out um the truth about all of this now there's been some speculation about the timing of dispatches articles um there's been some stuff going on with samsung in korea um this happens every time <laughs> uh a something happens a scandal happens with someone in k-pop or korean entertainment um there's usually someone saying, oh, this is being done to cover up stuff going on in the government. I can't speak to that, um, but it's usually something that typically comes up. Dispatch has denied this and says that, that they have been following this story for a while and that they're not trying to cover up Samsung's 
accounting controversy, but um, I will say that this is something that is concurrently being reported while Samsung's issue is also going on. So, it's a lot of stuff going on. JYP, uh, you know, it's been having some really a good run with Twice right now. And Got Seven's been doing pretty well. It's been making money. Everything good doesn't last forever. It's so wacky, man. It's weird. Um, it's just so crazy because, like, even whatever his relations with the cult is, is like, what? Even if you were a member, let's just let's just pretend like he isn't part of the cult, even though like everything kind of says that he is. Even if he isn't, like, why even affiliate yourself with a group that is connected with like one of the like one of the most recent uh, largest tragedies of lives in like South Korean history. You know what I mean? Uh, in le- recent times. Yeah. It's just like such a bad luck. I mean, I know his wife has already has the connections because she's like the niece of like, um, not the founder, but one of the guys who are like super high up in that salvation set. But it's just like, why even? It's like such a bad luck. You know what I mean? And I just feel like when you're such like a public figure, you're not like an average Joe. Like you have so much more on the line. Like why even play with that game? What's weird to me is he's doing this uh, public thing that he's going to, I guess, talk to the press. Uh, Why is he waiting until September? (laughs) I mean, you would think that he would do it you know, sometime soon, at least within the next few weeks. I mean, what is it that we're waiting until September for? You know, I don't know. So weird. And here's another thing. I don't even know how much true this is, but on Koreaboo, they're um, relaying what Dispatch found, and Dispatch people went to the meeting undercover. Mm. Here, Here's the thing. It says, this cafe that sells this tea was supporting JYP through the event. This is so convoluted. It's called Ahe Teen. Ahe was the nickname of the cult creator's son-in-law. And then the cafe is owned by one of the cult's sect leaders. And then they had dinner after the meeting at a restaurant owned uh, by that sect leader. And like the, the building, all the buildings are owned by the sect leader. And it's like, oh man. Mm. Yeah, I mean, as far as cult goes, it's like pretty standard fare. I mean, they're probably like taking a bunch of money from their, all their followers and like reinvesting it in like all of these different like businesses. I mean, that's basically very whole um, like scandal was about, right? Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Apparently this sect is all into pyramid schemes. Yeah. Like getting money from their members. It's a very Scientology-esque. Or I got Scientology from it. I don't know if it's just Yeah, me. I probably I feel like a lot of cults probably work that way too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I feel yeah. like multi-level marketing is even kind of a cult and that's basically pyramid schemes. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, either way, I just it's I really don't feel like it's like a good look for JYP, honestly. Um as far as like JYP Entertainment, the company, is concerned. Um, I don't really, they haven't really said anything in connection with it. Um, y'all know I'm a big GOT7 fan, so uh, they actually kicked off their um, world tour uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. 
and they just had their second day and JYP actually came and watched their world tour. So Mm -hmm. they're not making him like hide themselves or anything like that. I mean, JYP is not the CEO of uh, JYP entertainment anymore. So I'm sure if maybe if they didn't want him to be around and stuff like that, maybe they wouldn't take pictures with him and stuff like that. But I think JYP E perspective from it of it is just like kind of ignore it until it all kind of like washes out or maybe people just start forgetting or something like that. Yeah. Um, but either way, like not really a good look. I don't really know why he, there are a lot of plenty of religions out there. You can even make up your own, like just why pick the one, the one religion that's connected to like a giant tragedy that happened like literally just a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just like does. There's so but many you know what I mean? Like, too. I know. And like, the thing is like, I guess like, you know, when you look at from like a religious perspective, you don't really like, I mean, you choose a religion, but you know, you, you end up sticking with the one that jives with you. And I don't know why JYP ended up jiving with this one, but maybe, I don't know. It's all bad luck. I don't know what he's doing. He's got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because of his wife. I mean, yeah, it feels like yeah. she's the one with all of the, connections to this group yeah and that's how he's being linked up with all of these different people yeah but i mean he's a grown man (laughs) yeah he is the end of the day (laughs) yeah he could be like now look (laughs) yeah yeah i just i don't know but hopefully i mean obviously like i'm a I like, like a lot of the JYP groups. So hopefully he just like kind of stays far away from them as possible. Um, <laughs> so they don't ruin any of their, you know, success. Um, yeah. I mean, I was saying in one of my chats that I mean, I was just like, I don't really suspect like twice is going to get affected by this. I mean, they're yeah. basically like the nation's girl group. I mean, unless all nine, nine of them were in the sect. <laughs> like, I don't really feel like that would be uh, people are, are really like blaming, you know, the actual group members. And I saw like some comments on Reddit, like, oh my God, like JYP has like access to these kids and like, he's probably like brainwashing them and stuff like this. I'm just like, can you chill out? They like probably, (laughs) yeah, I know. It's just like a, it's it's not everybody, but it was just like a select few dumb comments. And I was just like, who thinks that? Like they probably see JYP like, like twice a year when they get like a comeback. You know what I'm talking about? He is twice even, I mean, you think about all the stuff Twice is doing on a weekly basis. They rarely see anybody. (laughs) Yeah, they're not asleep. (laughs) Yeah. So I just thought that was like kind of absurd. Mm. Um, I also didn't really like love, if we're just going to talk about like people's, at least from like the non-Korean perspective, like what I saw on Reddit, like I didn't like love because, like, some of JYP's testimony, other than all the weird Jewish stuff, that was very bizarre. Um, like, the idea of, like, salvation through, like, Jesus Christ and stuff like that is pretty standard fare if you're, you know, a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, like, didn't really love all of, like, the comments. are like, oh, my God, he's, like, definitely in a cult. Like, he wants to die to see, to have salvation. Like, yeah, that's, like, literally what happens in every yeah, that's, I mean, that's <laughs> part of, like, a lot of one of the major world religions so that's right so i didn't really love 
Yeah, that reaction. The Jewish stuff, definitely weird. Um, and they definitely should get flack about that. And I couldn't understand, because like I was reading some of it while you're um, explaining it, Ash. Like I couldn't, I didn't understand whether it was like anti-Semitism or are they like, from what I got, it doesn't. Folks? It seems almost <laughs> like weird, a weird worship of Jewish. People. Okay. Um, from what okay. I read, it was more like Jewish people are the basically the chosen ones, right? And uh, there was something I read about, uh, you know, how um, I don't know. It, this is getting more into politics, but how uh, President Trump uh, moved uh, is moving stuff to Jerusalem and all this stuff. And they're saying that uh, JYP and some other people in the sect were in favor of this because, you know, it's related to Judaism and, and everything. So it, it's, it's almost it's kind of a, a weird like worship of them in, in some way. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, I I don't know more beyond that, but from what I read, it that seems to be part of of what their beliefs are, or, you know, what they do. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I learned something new. I've never heard of them and never heard of of this sort of thing. I will say, it's interesting. Apparently, I don't know if you can speak to this, Alice, but apparently there are quite a few cults in Korea. Or like, yeah, I mean, like, I think I I don't know, like, where it comes from. Um, I'm sure that, like, back in the day, um, there were probably a lot of missionaries in Korea. Like, there were literally everywhere. Um, But I don't know what it is in Korea. But a lot of those kind of religions like latched on i don't know if it's like sense of community or something like that but um i don't know if it's true anymore but i want to say like 10 years ago i remember reading this fact about mega churches in america in 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 the world and Mm. they said like out of the top 10 mega churches like three or four of them of the biggest ones are in korea which is crazy Mm. because like y'all know that you know south korea is just like half of a peninsula not even a whole one so like (laughs) It's wild that so many mega churches, Christian mega churches, are in you know that tiny country alone. Um, so like at least like Christian um, devotion is definitely there. And then of course you know the Salvation sect. There's that cult, and there's a couple other cults that are out in uh, Korea as well. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know like what it is, but yeah, they just have a couple. <laughs> Yeah, like a cult to population ratio is pretty high. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Interesting. Did you encounter that when you were in Korea at all, Janelle? I I never got roped in anything. I mean, a couple. I mean, a couple of times there were like actual like Christiany people who come up to you, and I managed to fend them off. And then there's mm-hmm. also very suspicious people, like who are always outside of train stations and a couple of my friends did get roped into going to him not because they thought oh it's a cult they like thought it was a church and they're like they were churchy people they're like oh great mm-hmm. and they got there like oh no this is not great yeah. like one of my friends got had let's see where'd she go church of the mother that's a big one 
That's the one I kept hearing about because they had a place right near my apartment and they yeah. had like a permanent station and they would just, uh, they would come to you like every single day and yep. it just would just be like, no, I'm not interested. Yeah, no. And then the Moonies. Um, I once had a business trip on this dinky little island off the southern coast and there was this huge building on this nothing island and i believe it was like a mooney's headquarters wow and we met this lady and i think she invited us there and we're like oh no no thank you (laughs) i feel like a lot of it is probably based off of like the fact i would think that if it was like missionaries that had gone to korea back in the day it's like probably more like evangelical type um of like christianity so you really do feel like if you don't you know, except that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, like, you will go to hell. And so you need to, like, spread the word of God and, like, get people to be his followers or, you know, believe in him. So I type of Christianity, like, definitely latched on into Korea, and which is probably why so many, um, like, Christian denominations or groups and stuff, and then also extending to cults, are kind of not just, like, insular, but also trying to get people to join them. Do you know what I mean? I don't plan to, I don't, I don't pretend to understand or be like some type of like Christian or Korean Christian theologian. (laughs) But um, just from like what I like surface know, I mean, I could see that that's the case. It makes sense. It does. Okay. Well, on a lighter note, uh, we had a, what is potentially a monster rookie debuting this week from Cube of all places. Um, the confusingly named G parentheses, not pronouncing the G, Idol. <laughs> so basically Idol debuted this week with their um, MV, their song La Tata, their, um, their mini album I Am. They had their debut stage. They got 825,000 views in 12 hours. They're just starting to chart on Melon. Um, Korean netizens are pretty positive about them. They're starting to get fans from other fandoms like Blackpink um, and other groups. At this point, it seems like Cube is the only one that can screw this up. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're doing they're doing really well. Um, without uh, other than Momoland, they're the um, kind of other kind of rookie success story this this year so far. And I have to say, I really. I did like I, I did like them. There's something about them that's very likable. Other than the song, I did like the song. The song is very, it sticks in your head. I was very, I'm very impressed by their live stages. They do have a couple of weak links, I guess maybe as far as the group. They have a couple of members that aren't as fierce as the others, I guess you could say. But I do like how they're already doing like dance breaks in the middle of their songs and they've only done like three performances so far i appreciate that and you know i i i like them 
I, I think that's the thing. There, I think what is really going to propel them if it if it pans out is them having both male and female fans, which I think is possible because they've got the you know traditional visuals that Korea likes. So they can get male fans. Then the female fans like the whole gold crush image that they have kind of going on. So it's good. And I listen to their mini. I like their mini album. I like their, I, you know, I like the songs other than their main single. So for me, it's like, Cube, don't mess this up, you know? Um they're really the only thing that could possibly be in their way at this point. Um, it's kind of, it's interesting to see how, how they're growing and doing better. So yeah. What do you guys, what do you guys think about, we watched their MV earlier. Um, what are you guys thinking about idol? I mean, I, I like them. I really, I really do. Yeah. I um, sort of didn't expect, to like them like i had no reason for the contrary it's just like yeah when you've been a k-pop fan for a long time you get jaded <laughs> yeah it's like okay they're pretty mm, yeah that's nice and yeah they are pretty but they seem to have the talent to back it up too mm-hmm. which is yeah. very nice yeah i mean so Yan's a pretty good it's good rapper um, they've got one, they're all pretty decent singers from what I can tell. Um, and they're good performers. They don't look like they're, you know, dying on stage, <laughs> you know? I mean, I like them. You know, I want to see more of them. Alice, you have any thoughts on them? Yeah, I mean... You know, I think their uh, debut is like pretty strong. Um, like I said, I've said before on, on this podcast, I'm like not a huge follower of a ton of girl groups. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, comeback is, I mean, not comeback, sorry. The debut has been pretty strong. Uh, visuals on point for sure. Um, I talked about this when we were watching the video um, all together. Um, that like the song doesn't sound exactly like it at all but it just kind of gives me the same like vibe as like playing with fire so um ash had mentioned that like there has been, there have been comparisons between them and blackpink and honestly like if blackpink doesn't start coming back with more regularity like i remember and i think i might have said this in a different podcast once already but um, I remember someone telling me like twice in Blackpink kind of debuted not too far away from each other and twice has had I can't even remember like how many countless comebacks and Blackpink has had like three or four singles I think and it's been two years right yeah. so um, it's just like honestly if we're putting up that comparison between um, G Idol however we're calling them and then also Blackpink like I think the comparison is definitely there and um totally appropriate i agree with it and honestly if you know like they the girls in g idol they get more variety and you know there's certain personalities there that you know people really like i don't really know a lot about um any of the members but um i could see them latching on and then also like cube is not nothing so you know obviously yeah. they have a lot of like monetary support and connections 
um, to get that kind of visibility if um, they want to put money behind them. Um, so I could see them being like a formidable concept rival to Blackpink for sure. And as far as that kind of like sass is concerned, like member wise, um, Soyeon, uh, she's the one who was in IOI, um, definitely can tell that she's already had a little bit more experience and like uh, working her angles and her sass and music videos mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, she definitely was like a standout for me in the music video. Um, all the other girls, super pretty, um, like Ash had said, um, vocally talented, I think, based on, you know, whatever produced music videos. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking, honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Wish, um, Donnie and Connie were still on Weekly Idol, so I could also look forward to them being on there as well. Um, but yeah, I am looking forward to them, you know, doing comeback and after comeback and kind of learning more about the girls in general. Um, and then one more thing to add is just um, I do agree that their um, dancing is like pretty technical. Um, I saw them uh, like a little clip of a little like intro they were doing to La Tata on a music stage or like a comeback stage and they were doing like kind of like a little tutting a little bit which is a little bit more extra that choreography that's a little bit more technical than we usually get from like traditional girl group fair uh so yeah i'm stoked yeah and and one thing i've been seeing a lot recently and i hate to see it because i like them so i like them quite a bit but as one thing, this is one thing that Cube has not been very good at in this regard. And people have already been saying that CLC is, is going to bear the consequences <laughs> of um, Idol becoming more popular um, just because people are saying that Idol's already been outselling CLC, you know, with their debut and Oh, I totally forgot about CLC. It's oh, you, no. you know, and I, you know, and I like them, but it's just it's a it's a lovely situation where people just forget that they're there. Like I felt like Black Dress was kind of like international fans liked it, and you know they were getting some attention, but it's just I don't know what. Cube never really seemed like they put 100% behind them. And then, you know, you've got G-Idol coming in, and, you know, I don't even know what to think. And then that's, I didn't even realize that CLC was in at Cube, um, just because, like I said, I'm not a huge follower of, like, a lot of girls girl groups. Mm -hmm. But um, they have, like, a kind of a similar vibe, don't they? Well, now they do. I mean, they've had Did so they not many... in the beginning? No, they've... I don't think so. Part of oh, the problem... I... Yeah. Oh, I see. Because I'm looking through their uh, Wikipedia. The Honestly, the only single that I know best from them is Hobgoblin, which is, like, a lot more of that kind of, like, girl crush feel, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, they've had so many different kind of concepts. That's been part of the problem is that they don't really have a set uh, kind of image, and that's really hurt them. Now, after Hobgoblin, they've kind of been, I feel like, been trying to be more a girl crush, but even then, at this point, it's almost too late. I feel like, yeah, you know, people are just kind of like, they don't really connect with them, and they don't know who they are. 
Um, I totally agree. Because I feel like I hadn't realized that they'd, CLC had been um, like an official group for so long. So they debuted in 2015, actually. Um, and I just feel like there's not a lot of like stories of groups becoming like suit. Oh, I guess well, that's not true. Because like BTS was more popular later in their career. Mm. And then EXID was later better or like more popular later in their career. But I guess those are kind of like uh, the exceptions, not the rule. Because I feel like, don't you, yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. know, but like, I would feel like they would need to have, most groups need to have like a strong um, debut and or follow-up single um, in order to have longevity. And it just kind of sucks that CLC didn't, wasn't able to achieve that. And they already have like a junior group now who's kind of already achieved that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. And because they are, they are talented and they've got some good songs, but Cube is, I, I don't know what they're doing with that. I think that's why people are kind of hesitant with Idol because they don't want Cube to do the same thing to them. Um, although I, I do think this is kind of a different situation because at least they're getting successful on their own. But yeah, CLC, I don't know what to think about. I don't know what to think about the situation. So, you know, I just hope that they at least help, you know, let them continue making music and maybe yeah. they'll maybe they'll at least get a hit somewhere. <laughs> they'll get hope. that one song that, you know. What do you think is CLC's most popular song that they've had in their repertoire? Uh, well, now I gotta go look. I think it's Hobgoblin, to be honest. It's probably yeah. what they're most... Although Black, Dr Black Dress is pretty... Popular. But Black Dress is kind of similar in flavor it as is. far as like visuals are concerned, because I'm like watching it. It's kind of, well, yeah, it is definitely Girl Crush, I would say, because they look pretty edgy. They're wearing, like, the suits and all that stuff. Yeah. And they're kind of sexy. Well, that's kind of, that's not a, that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> because if CLC was um, most well-known for when they switched to a Girl Crush concept, then, and then here comes G-Idol with a Girl Crush concept that's also pretty successful. Like, how many you know, girl groups yeah. can have that concept and be successful and then also be in the same company. <laughs> yeah. But then CLC, like I said, I don't know what Cube is thinking, what they're going to do with them, but they've tended to switch with them as well. Mm. So, like, they'll sometimes do, like, I think after Hobgoblin, they did a softer kind of song. So mm. they'll do, like, they'll kind of switch it up, too. And... I think that hurts them generally and on the long run because then, you know, it's like, what are we doing here? You know? Yeah, you seriously. Know? So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, like I said, I hope that they at least try and let them get one song that they can at least call their own and say, okay, this was our, this was our hit, you know, sort of thing. So, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna hold out hope for them, but uh, G Idol, um, Idol, <laughs> um, Idol, 
Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. Um, yeah. Let's go on to G Friend because they came out with their anime epic <laughs> um, song, uh, Time for the Moon Night. And we also uh, watched this on a music video together. But I did want to talk a little bit more about the song and maybe the visuals and um, everything because I did take the chance to watch the um, debut stages and everything. And I just want to, you know, give props to how like awesome the choreography for this song is, um, which I don't think was for whatever reason was not displayed nearly as much in the music video as it could have been. Um, but on the live stages, it looks awesome. It's really awesome. And that's one thing I've always appreciated about G-Friend is that, you know, they they keep their own style, but they're not afraid to, you know, do intricate dances, you know, and that's part of their identity now is, you know, everyone, when G-Friend, you know, has a new song, everyone expects, you know, the iconic dance to go with it, which I think is awesome. Um, because you don't usually see that with girl groups. You don't expect a lot of dancing from them or anything interesting from them in the dance department. Um, and, you know, I, I'm i not... The song is just okay for me, but the, the dancing to me really brings it to another level. Um, what are you guys thinking about G-Friend as far as them going into this new... I guess new era, as some people would call it, new concept. Well, it's just nice to see. I mean, granted, they're still doing, you know, the cute-ish look, like femi very feminine and all that. But it's not annoyingly cutesy. It's a little darker. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to talk and I'm watching a live of it right now, actually. And you're right, like the visuals i think are more interesting than the audio not to say the audio isn't good but there's just more going on with the choreography i think and they're yeah. so in sync they're yeah. known for that i think but and they're gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> yeah they really have the whole anime magic girl princess like look going on this this time around or at least in the stages i saw them and they might have alternate looks but the ones i saw them in they were like in glitter and white and you know it was just you know i think alice mentioned it before she was like she could see people like flying through the air <laughs> and like <laughs> you know it, it's it's just like it's perfect i'm so glad they finally debuted in japan because they would totally, they should totally be doing the intro to a magical girl anime. Like they just, it's a crime. Yeah. Maybe the Japanese version of this. Cause they, they did just debut in uh, Japan for the first time, I think with the um, yeah. Japanese version of Megustas too. Um, mm -hmm. So maybe if they do a Japanese version, it can get into some anime somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I th I feel like that's their destiny at this point. Like they've got to get at least one anime somewhere. It's too perfect. But um, 
I mean, Alice, do you have any like lingering thoughts about Time for the Moon Knight? I know we were talking about the music video and how there's some, I, I after we talked about it, I was thinking about, you know, we were saying it was maybe kind of um, boring um, and how, you know, there's some fan theories that one of the girls, I think, um, Yana is dead maybe in the video and that's kind of like the symbolism and everything but in general the video is kind of boring you know it's just kind of watching the girls just be girls and uh, you know they could have like, done just some... hang out yeah yeah, like, yeah. yeah I mean yeah basically what I was saying is just like Personally, and I said, even as like a God Seven stand, so it's not just because I'm saying I didn't like it when God Seven did it either, or any other groups. Like I'm so over like the symbolism, fan theory, music video, and Janelle had mentioned like, well, you know, fans, some fans do like that, and um, if they're uh, doing it for that subset of fans, like, listen, you know, I'm not the only one who's buying the album, so you do you. Um, but like, mm. I personally just like kind of find it boring and I'd rather just like kind of see a traditional music video, um, with some dance and then a storyline is fine. Um, as long as it's like kind of, I don't know, more, less symbolic and just like more straightforward and all contained in a music video. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, and then on top of that, I like kind of, even if it was a symbolic music video for G friend, like, I just feel like the music video itself was kind of boring in general. Um, but I'm glad that their stages are actually like more interesting to watch. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's what it is, but I think the song is cute. So, um, yeah, and they all look cute. So yeah, overall Mm -hmm. pretty decent for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I definitely, anyone that hasn't seen them, I would definitely look at the stages because the, that's, I, I think that's where you kind of will get the, at least if you're not into the song or into the group, you'll appreciate the, the performance. So, um, yeah, uh, good job for, for G-Friend on, on that one. Um, so that's all I have. Unless we want to talk about Dali, is there anything that we have <laughs> left to say about Dali other than Yolen is living watch her it. best? <laughs> yeah, to watch it and Yolen is living her best life right now. She looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she worked hard on her body to like really look good on that music video and she achieved it. Um, you know, bless her for living her dreams of doing the comebacks and the concepts that she wants and the music that she likes. Um, I just, it's always refreshing to see someone like kind of, you know, not necessarily have to leave a company to do it, but like branch out in their solo stuff and kind of do music that they like. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just an example. And I, won't say I hate it, but I love bringing everything else to God Seven. But um, <laughs> a lot of the God Seven members do have like SoundClouds where they kind of uh, release just like you know their own produced music that they do on their free time, and it's fun to watch or see um, and listen to like the music that they would typically want to make if it was up to them. And it doesn't necessarily have to jive. I mean, I like all of God Seven's music anyway, but um, it's just fun to watch. And then it's nice for Hyolin to mm-hmm. actually be able to create her career off of that too. Um, I One thing we didn't talk about that I don't know is like what the reception has been in Korea um, for her comeback. 
I don't know if anybody knows anything about that. The only thing I've seen is I read some snothers and comments, and it's kind of the typical, oh, she's oversexed, and, you know, why is she showing, showing so much of her butt? And, <laughs> oh, get you know, over yourselves. You know, that kind of I typical... Know. The typical stuff, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It's just hilarious because you, like, love, you know, Rihanna and Beyonce and all this other stuff, like, when it's, like, Western artists. But, like, God forbid if, like, Hillen is dancing on the floor, kind of showing half her booty. Like, she's not even – I mean, she's being sexual, obviously. But to be honest, like, it could be a lot more sexual. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that wouldn't get, like – I mean – I the MV is banned in Korea, correct? Or it's got oh, a 19 it's rating, or... I think, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It probably yeah. has, like, a 19 rating. Yeah, which, I mean, it would be shown at, what, you know, 3 p.m. in the U.S. I mean, it's not, well, you know. Kids aren't stupid. They know how to watch stuff like that. Yeah. If they want to. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm, I mean, I'm sure people do watch, you know, 19 rated videos in Korea all the time, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, like it's not even worth being rated a you know, oh, you must be 19 to watch this, like, you know, <laughs> no, no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to kind of go around to the got seven thing that you mentioned, Alice, about because that kind of intrigued me. You were talking about them making the music that they want to make, like, what kind of I'm just kind of curious, like, what kind of stuff do they record? Sure. Um, so, I mean, obviously, like, a JB stand, I most, I would say, like, out of, so there's seven members of GOT7, obviously. So Jackson has a solo, so you actually see, you know, Jackson's music, and pretty uh, divisive, I would say. <laughs> but he <laughs> yeah. likes a little bit more, like, rap Um with kind of rap music in general. So that's him. Uh, Bam Bam doesn't really have anything. Um, need, and then Young Jay, Yugyum, and JB are the three that have produced their music outside of GOT7 and posted up on Snapchat, or Snapchat, sorry, SoundCloud. <laughs> um, Young Jay's music, I actually can't remember what it sounds like, but Yugyum definitely has like an R&B feel. And then um, JB's sound, honestly, like I feel like, it's a lot more kind of like relaxed, like sexy R&B kind of sound. He typically has the most. And it sounds, and I don't know if it's like the best way to say it, is like sounds like more mainstream, like Western type music, which I think, I don't, and Janelle, maybe you could speak more to this just because you're over in Korea. But like, it seems to me that like a lot of um, Korean like youth also listen to like a lot of Western music in general. Um, so it would make sense that like JB would produce music that's kind of more of like that too. So, yeah, I mean, I guess like think more, a more AOMG than, you know, whispering JYP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that sounds pretty what I would expect. And yeah, now that I think about Jackson, I have heard his, I've heard his solo efforts, but, um, to be fair, we didn't talk about it on this podcast, but his most recent music video is actually uh, not too bad. <laughs> I heard that. I have not. I haven't gotten up the bravery to listen to it yet, but I have heard that it's not as bad as his other efforts. So I should yeah. listen, but to say something's not as bad as blank, 
is not a convincing <laughs> argument for me. Well, to be fair, like, I don't even, okay, fine. Let's not, well, that's like one way of saying it for Jackson's kind of like yeah. repertoire, but like his most recent music video is not in any fashion like his other two music videos. Okay. So I would say like it's gotten a lot softer as the music videos have gone on. So I, I'm, we're kind of turning this into a Jackson thing, but I'll just talk for like a second. Hmm. Papillon obviously was like more kind of quote unquote harder rap and I'm putting quotes like very liberally. <laughs> and then um, his next song was okay, which I thought wasn't too bad, but um, not one of my faves and I'm not gonna recommend it to anybody. And then Dawn of Us is definitely more like a sing song type of rapping that I think that Jackson, it fits Jackson's voice the best and his rap style, but I feel like he wants to do that like trap kind of like kind of rap. And it doesn't really like suit his rap style. And he has like a long way to go before he can be that way if that's what he's trying to be. And then my last comment is that Jackson, I don't know if he's writing his own lyrics for the rap, but the English parts of his rap are like not great. And um, I've talked about this before, but like I remember Amber had those like SM station raps. Yeah. Like back then, a couple years ago. And like, mm-hmm. I, I really, I thought that the rap was like kind of funky. And I found the same like criticisms with like Jackson's Dawn of Us. And like, I know a lot of quote unquote rappers are like, what gives them like credit, credibility is like the ability to make your own rhymes and raps in a, in well. And like, if you have like ghostwriters, it's like a bad thing. But for some people, I don't think it's a bad thing. Even Drake has ghostwriters, you know? Hey, Cardi B doesn't do her own rap. So I think yeah. that, that I'm That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And, yeah, and it's like, I get it. But, like, come on. have to be, like, maybe in, like, a couple of years, like, after you've established your career and you've been in music for a long time, like, you can be that way. But you're not going to be Eminem, your first music video. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, get some help. Yeah. <laughs> so you can learn. All right, that's it. <laughs> okay well I, that's i that that's kind of illuminating because i obviously i am not as well versed on got seven as you but i do find it interesting to kind of see i was i was interesting to see it compared to what western people that aren't that don't know a lot about korea and they just know k-pop and then seeing and then knowing like okay a lot of these kids that sing K-pop, they're in their 20s, what they sing versus what they actually want to sing or what they listen to. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting. Um, Yeah, Janelle, do you know if um, kind of like the youth of Korea kind of listen to a lot of like Western music? I mean, as far as like JB, what the music that he recommends, he seems to listen to a lot of Western music, but I can't, I don't know if that is for everybody. Well, the thing is, I was only interacting with elementary school kids last year fair but but i also (laughs) well and then also people my own age or roughly my own age Mm -hmm. um so i think i almost think like it's kind of like here in that when you're younger you're into like the pop stuff so like when i was in middle school elementary no middle school and high school it was totally in sync backstreet boys Mm -hmm. etc etc and then as you get older you get into the, you know, more mature sort of music. So you move away from all that bubblegum stuff. Because, like, people our 
well, I'm older, but people our age in Korea don't listen to K-pop. They're always like, oh, Janelle, yeah. you know so much. I'm like, yeah, because I don't have a life. <laughs> but that's why I got along really well with the elementary school students, because like, I knew <laughs> the most out of anyone in that school in terms of the staff. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I played Drake one time in class and kids had no idea who it was. And it was just like, oh, okay. Interesting. Never mind. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think like the mainstream stuff does um, get over there and is popular there. Like, I know there's certain songs that really hit over there. Like Ed Sheeran is really popular. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> He's really popular in the uh, Havana. Like, I mean, there's other Ed Sheeran. It's just that, like, everybody loves him. And it's like, okay, I I get it. Yeah. I was going to say, that's, like, can't be a surprise that it latched on in Korea so much. Because, like, Koreans, like, love ballads. And, I mean, Ed Sheeran is about as close as, like, a ballad artist we can have in, like, like, Western music. That was just, I got real, well, everyone everywhere got sick of hearing that. But I got real sick of hearing that. Yeah, in Havana is really, I see a lot of, uh, K-pop artists doing covers of that and mm-hmm. yeah, things like that seems like a popular song there. I mean, just kind of in passing, we could just say, I mean, Lizzie from After School, she's gone. She's quote unquote graduated. Oh, Henry's, we're still doing that. Okay. Yeah, and Henry left <laughs> SM Entertainment. It's about time that not happened. too shocked. Yeah, I was gonna say not too shocked about that news. Just waiting um, for that contract to run out. And shiny. Yeah, I think he had like a. Oops, sorry. Yes, I, I heard about that. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no, no. I love shiny news. So yes, shiny having a comeback is like huge news. Mm-hmm. And SM Entertainment took down the Jonghyun Memorial they had outside their big SMN uh, SM Town thing in Seoul. Mm-hmm. I saw that, and that was very. That was. I didn't even think it was going to be there. I didn't think about it, and I got there. It was kind of emotional, actually. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, I wonder if they're going to do kind of some sort of like a little permanent installation for him. I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily as big as the one that they had had. But, um, you know, you'd think that they would just have like something little for I can see them doing something, especially with Shiny coming back. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I feel like they're going to do something else for him, too. Yeah. Personally, oh, yeah, sure. I, I mean, like, I wouldn't classify myself as like a shawl but um i definitely love shiny i saw them in dallas when they came here just like last year or two ago whatever um and i love all their comebacks and some their music all the time but like it's i haven't really kept in touch since um jongyeon had like passed away um just because i didn't really like know if i was like ready to like watch them as four and stuff i haven't watched anything since um, but it'll be like an experience to see them come back as like a group of four. Yeah. Yeah. I watched a video from their Japan concert where they, it was a song the five of them had sang together, but mm-hmm. it was, they had five microphones on stage and one of course was empty. And that was like, they lit it up when his parts came on and it's just like, oof. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, apparently it was, you know, it was their decision to, you know, go and, and do those performances. But, I mean, still, that takes a lot of, I wouldn't be able to do it, that's for sure. 
so mm-hmm. soon after that happened. So, yeah. Oh, and then another small or another not so small thing. Uh, but BTS has come out with their comeback trailer. Um, oh, I didn't watch yes. it yet. I didn't watch it yet. Um, but yeah, that, you watched it. Yeah. That, that's the one. Yeah. Take no right? Mm-hmm. V. Is that a song that they're doing or is that just his? Now that I don't know. Because I was confused yeah. by that. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't sound like something that they usually do, but... Oh, you th- oh you're wondering like if it's like a B-side song that is just like a teaser for like his him as a member or, or is it part of his actual, that's actual single for everybody? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) And Um, the mannequin arm is kind of weird. That was weird. (laughs) I'm like, just get a dancer. Like, what is the... I know why they did Too wild. Too wild. You know, you can't have that. Yeah, I know. But um, I heard that they're going to debut their comeback with... um, At the Billboard Music Awards. Is that right? Yeah, Yeah. I think that's their plan, right? Their new single is going to be on that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going to be on Ellen again. Yeah. Nice. Making moves. Yeah, it'll be interesting so, to see how that goes. So people... Oh, so now I'm watching it, and it was his own hand that's, like, caressing himself, but he's, like, not... He's pretending as if it's, like, another person. Oh, gross. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's like the whole move where you're, like, hugging yourself. Yeah, and, like, that's exactly like you're making what out with <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, well. um if uh it wasn't clear we are doing this thing bi-weekly at the moment um seems like it's a good deal um gives us some time to get things ready and wait for you know k-pop news to percolate and give you guys some good material so we are bi-weekly so don't expect us for the next week and I want to thank Alice and Janelle for being here today. Um, you can always find us on uh, SoundCloud at Not Your Average Netizens. Also, please feel free to listen to us on iTunes um, and rate and um, give us a rating, give us uh, write anything you want us about us, but uh just click that little five star thing and you know give us a few more ratings on there that would be great um also we have an email if you have any questions if you're interested in being involved in the podcast in any way or you just have questions for any of us it's not your average netizens at gmail.com and um i think oh also we will be unveiling a new logo very soon. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Cute. yeah, it's been a while. It's very cute. And we will be unveiling that um, fairly soon. Uh, I don't know. I think it might be good to do it at our next, um, our next podcast, maybe. And um, by that time, you guys will kind of see us. And um, hopefully that will be going along with... Um, uh, we're planning some new things for the podcast, maybe rebooting it a little bit. We've been around since 2014, I believe, and we just had our anniversary, which I even forgot. Tim had to remind me 
Um, <laughs> but um, we have been around for a little while, and so you know, maybe time to you know change things up a little bit. And thank you guys that have stayed with us and continue to listen to us um, through all these months and years. And so, and kind of rush bring in a new era for not your average nozens. So, uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys soon. Bye. Bye, everybody.